This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning from London, and good afternoon, Kelvin. Good morning to you. Before we talk about the week to come, let's reflect on the markets where you are. Looking at the numbers, I guess they are reflecting what we saw on Friday in the United States with those lower-than-expected non-farm payroll jobs figures. Yes, precisely. So if you look at the current situation right now in the Asia benchmark stock indices ranging from the Nikkei 225, the Hansei Index, the CSI 300 benchmark Chinese stock market, all of them is closed in the green today. So moving on to the follow-through, I would say, on the risk-on behavior that was seen in the U.S. benchmark stock indices on last Friday. So primarily, this short-term optimism, I would say, that's being reflected in this Asia benchmark stock indices has been primarily driven by that slowdown in the U.S. dollar strength that is pretty much prevalent since the start of this year. So especially if you look at the dollar index, looking at that as a proxy for US dollar strength, on last Friday, it has clearly broken down the 50-day moving average, indicating to us that potentially that could be a multi-week bearish reversal in progress for the dollar index, which translate to further dollar weakness against the Asia currency, primarily against the uh, Chinese yuan. So uh, if you look at the uh, Chinese uh, yuan right now, the dollar uh, CNH, right now is uh, kind of testing a very crucial support level at 7.2675. So if you start to have a daily close below this 726.75, potentially the dollar CNH, which is the dollar against the offshore Chinese yuan, could see further dollar weakness towards the 7.12 figure level, which is the 200-day moving average. So potentially, right, if this dollar weakness starts to actually creep in much further against this key benchmark Asia currency, which is the dollar CNH, Potentially, it could offer further positive feedback loop into the benchmark Asian stock indices. Now, looking ahead to the week to come, Kelvin, tomorrow we've got quite an important meeting from the RBA, the Royal Bank of Australia, which could affect the Aussie dollar because there's a 50-50 at the moment as to whether rates are going to go up or stay the same. Sure. So definitely for RBA right now, definitely if you look at the last two sessions starting from Thursday, the Aussie dollar has been uh, strengthening pretty significantly. So the Aussie versus the dollar has kind of cleared above a 50-day moving average previously acting as a resistance at 0.6390. So right now in Asia session, it's actually trading up by two big figure at 0.6510 level. So all in all, that has been pretty much driven by the expectation that there could be a 50% chance that RBA might actually kickstart their interest rate hike cycle again. If we recall in the previous four meeting, they actually choose to actually stand pat at this keeping the cash policy rate at this 4.1%. So for tomorrow, it seems to me that the market has really starts to fit into that expectation that RBA, there's a 50% chance of a 25 basis point hike to bring it to 4.35%. Given the fact that number one, the new governor, she sounded more hawkish uh, vibes being uh, peppered around her public speeches that was made a couple of weeks ago. And given the fact that the Australia latest monthly CPI indicator has started to inch upwards. Uh, so that's second consecutive month of rise. Okay, so but all in all, it seems to me that the Aussie dollar has kind of priced ahead of itself in this uh, expectation of a more 
hawkish RBA coming to the picture. So for me, right, there could be a potential risk that uh, if RBA starts to actually choose to stamp pad, the Australia dollar over here could do a bit of pullback or minor retracement for tomorrow. Uh, be, uh, some key resistance level to watch. Intermediate resistance level to watch will be at 65.20. Then with the intermediate support coming in at uh, 64.45 slash 64.20. And over in the United States, Kelvin, midweek, we're expecting a speech from Jerome Powell. What are we expecting him to say? For sure, market participants right now will be opening their ears to hear about his view on the current uh, inflationary pressure in US, as well as the economic, uh, we call it uh, activity on the demand side of the story, especially we start to see a lackluster non-farm payroll data and ISM services PMI data for October. And bear in mind that because of these two lackluster data that was out on Friday, it actually tilted the pendulum of the US Federal Reserve potential last hike in December. So prior to the release of these two key data last Friday, there's actually close to at least a 20% chance of a final terminal hike by the Fed to bring the Fed fund rate close to this 5.5% to 5.75%. But however, right now, the only chance right now is that potential terminal rate high has been brought down to as low as 9.6%. All right. So the key story over here is if Powell starts sounding a bit more of the dovish side of the story again, we could start to see this final potential terminal rate high in December totally phase out. So that means IE market now is actually expecting when will be the first rate cut coming into the picture. So given the fact that if Powell really sounds so dovish and he's uh, start to get a bit more panicky about the current economic growth that's being uh, so far seen in the ISM services data number, there could be a higher chance of this uh, probability that's being priced into the next year. So if you look at the current situation right now, previously, a couple of weeks back, about three to four weeks ago, the first rate cut are expecting to come in around June to July next year. So that's around a probability about 60% chance. But right now we are seeing a chance of 56% that's being priced as early as May next year. So we start to see expectation of bringing forward that potential first interest rate cut by the Fed. So if that scenario were to continue, potentially we could start to see further dollar weakness for sure. But uh, what market is expecting to see over here is that will the Fed continue to play down this dovish expectation given the fact that inflation could actually double dip on the upside given that we still see oil prices rather stable at $80 per barrel for WTI crude. And last Friday, what's interesting over here is that the source of commodities as in, we talk about orange juice, core, crane, measured as an index based on the uh, DB Agriculture ETF uh, that one's listed on the New York Stock Exchange, uh, ticker code DBA in short. On Friday, it actually rose to a new 52-week high. And that is the level very close to last year, April and March high during the onset of that uh, Russia-Ukraine invasion. So now the story over here is, what if commodity prices continue to be pretty much elevated on the upside and the Fed itself is being trapped into the corner right now again to actually, they are facing kind of a catch-22 situation if they were to actually start giving so-called very, very dovish guidance, potentially we may start to see inflationary expectation rose again and financial condition loosen and they'll be trapped in another scenario that Powell got to be sound re-hawkish again in the next FOMC meeting. So something very interesting to watch out for, yeah. I'm quite surprised at the oil price at the moment and considering what has been going on in the Middle East, of course, we're not seeing a widening 
of the conflict. And perhaps that's the main reason why numbers haven't gone up further. But it's so volatile, it could change any day. Yes, precisely. So for the oil prices right now, I would say that it's still in a flux right now. So anything geopolitical risk premium could start to see an uptick again. And do not forget over here is that uh, what we see out here from Saudi and as well as Russia, they are still pretty much, uh, we call it a firm in their ongoing uh, supply cut. Finally, Kelvin, we've got some China inflation data on Thursday. So markets will be looking out for that as well. Yes, yes. So for sure, we have uh, this Thursday, the inflationary rate of China for the month of October. So market right now is actually expecting an uptick in deflationary risk uh, creeping back into the China story. So Consensus is expecting it uh, to dip slightly to negative territory, negative 0.1% year on year for October. So that's slightly below uh, 0% that was printed in the month of uh, September. So uh, for sure right now over here is that if we start to see a very, very uh, weak inflation print out from China, uh, for sure, deflationary spiral will start to actually be on the radar screen again for investors and traders in China. What traders and investors want is the reaction out from the China top policy maker. Are they going to shift the needle due to this lower inflationary print, given the fact that there's a risk of a deflationary risk coming back into China, or will they just continue to maintain their very controlled, targeted stimulus measure? to put up fire in the property development uh, sector one step at a time. Kelvin Wong in Singapore, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.